Today on Locked on Buckeyes, we discuss the type of team Ohio State is expecting to play tomorrow when Minnesota comes to the shoe and three bold predictions for the Buckeyes battle with the Golden Gophers. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes for the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. It is Friday, November 17th in the year 2023. And today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for your first deposit match. Up to $100 prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. During today's episode, we will dive into three bold predictions for Ohio State's game against Minnesota tomorrow, and we learn if Jim Harbaugh will coach in the game. But first, this game tomorrow, it can be viewed as a trap game. It could be looked at as a look-ahead game. No matter what you want to call tomorrow's game, it's right before the biggest game of the season for Ohio State. And if their focus isn't right, they could be on the wrong end of this game. I don't think it's going to happen. Later in the show, I'll discuss and tell you my score prediction. This game tomorrow, it really should be no contest. Ohio State has the better players, easily has the better players over what's at Minnesota. But that doesn't mean Minnesota doesn't have an identity or doesn't have a good coach on their side. P.J. Fleck is a good coach, and yes, he has an identity every year he coaches football in Minnesota, maybe Western Michigan, wherever it it is, his teams are always physical. I think tomorrow Ohio State has to be ready for a physical game against the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Minnesota has nothing to lose. This game, however, would make them bowl eligible if they win the game tomorrow. So Minnesota is going to come in. They're going to be physical. They might throw uh, a few curveballs, have a few tricks up their sleeve. And P.J. Fleck understands and realizes the last time these two teams played, Minnesota had a realistic shot to win the game. If Mo Ibrahim does not go down, there's a good chance C.J. Stroud loses the first game he starts as the Buckeyes QB1. That's reality, and that's in the back of P.J. Fleck's mind. So he knows, hey, the Buckeyes are playing really good ball right now. They're rolling, playing phenomenal ball, getting better on both sides of the ball. Hey, maybe a little issue on the special teams every now and then, but they're playing good ball. So how can you potentially overcome what Ohio State's going to do on the field. As P.J. Fleck thinking about this, be physical. And on Ryan Day's uh, radio show on 97.1 The Fan on Thursday, he discussed that very thing and the physical play that Minnesota's going to bring to Columbus tomorrow. Here's exactly what he said. Quote, one thing about Minnesota is that they're physical and they're tough. They play hard. They do. When you look at their teams year in and year out, they buy into the culture, end quote, which is one of the best things that I love about, about P.J. Fleck. His time at Minnesota, there's been double-digit win seasons, 
there's been some good times there. There have been some good moments there. However, this year's not one of the highlights or high moments during his career coaching the Golden Gophers. But that culture's not the same. Bringing in guys that buy into what you're preaching, that pick up what you're putting down year in and year out, that the culture stays the same, that's special. I mean, I recently talked to a volleyball coach that is um, coaching her team her volleyball team that is 32 and 3 this season has not lost since September 2nd. Yes, that was before Labor Day. And she's trying to get the young ladies and push them to make this record setting season a big one and continue to be as successful as they have been over the past few months. But she talked about Miss Heather Hayes, that is the volleyball coach at IU Kokomo, ended up discussing the culture that she has helped create that but really not just her the players have helped create and sustain under the watch and leadership of miss heather hayes that's the same thing for minnesota and pj fleck i'm not going to come on here and bash minnesota and treat them like um they're michigan i'm not going to do that i have mad respect crazy respect for pj fleck the football coach the man the way he leads that program the way he recruits those players the way that he does not change and he hasn't changed at all this year the abnormal season for minnesota they had a they have back-to-back losses one on the road at north carolina and then also another one on the road at northwestern that's a little bit odd but northwestern playing better ball this year than myself and many other people thought they would play had another loss against Michigan. That was 52 to 10. If that is an indicator about what the Buckeyes should be aiming to do against Minnesota, there you go. 52 to 10, a 42 point win for the Wolverines over the Golden Gophers on October the 7th. And then they've lost the past two weeks 27 26 um, to Illinois, and then 49 30 last week on the road at Purdue. Next week, you're playing Wisconsin. That is Minnesota. And this is the game. Like, they're one game away from being bowl eligible this year in a season where James Madison, who is not eligible to play in a bowl game, is trying to do everything they can to alter that decision once the bowl games are announced and the bowl committees decide who is going to play at those specific games at the end of the season. It's a physical game. In the year when Ohio State has battled numerous injuries, Lathan Ransom will be out. Emeka Abuka, is he fully healthy? Is he not? Not sure. Mayan Williams will be out. Mike Hall, that is TBD to be determined. Eichenberg, probably going to be out there. Ryan DeBelize, Josh Proctor will be back out there as well. Those are a couple things there. The Proctor one sounds more certain and definite than Eichenberg, but Eichenberg is probably more a yes than a no if we had to make a statement about that right now. Hey, this game's going to be physical. But that's what you expect this time of year, especially in the Big Ten football conference. It's football weather outside. It might be cold in some places. might be warmer in some places. When I say warmer, I mean like 60. <laughs> I ain't saying like warmer like 85. I would love that for it to be 85 degrees right now. No, warmer being 60. But you know what? Especially with the 4 p.m. Eastern kickoff, the game will be on the Big Ten network. Hey, things will be a little bit cooler at halftime, beginning of the fourth quarter. Hey, I've been, I think, those kind of games before. It's going to be a little bit colder. Those hits might hurt a little bit more than they did during pregame or during the first part of the game. Excuse me, the game's going to be physical. 
as expected. What's also expected is for Ohio State to answer the call, to step up to the occasion, and to pummel the Golden Gophers tomorrow afternoon on Senior Day in the shoe. It's going to be fun to see players like Xavier Johnson, Josh Proctor, Matt Jones, and Tristan Jevia play their final game in the shoe ever. Then there's players like Tommy Eichenberg, Kate Stover, Still Chambers, Julian Fleming, Lathan Ransom, Cody Simon, Chip Trainum, G. Scott Jr., Jihad Carter, Vic Cutler, Enoch Lamahi, and Jade McKenzie, who have another year that they can play due to the COVID year, not counting an eligibility for the players in college football. Senior day is great. You want to send the seniors off in the right way, which is a win. And the Buckeyes, with the way that they have played this year and getting physical when they need to and more physical than their opponents, this game should be over pretty early tomorrow afternoon. Coming up next, we don't normally do this, but I unveiled three bold predictions for tomorrow's battle with the Golden Gophers. It's coming at you next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode. It is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North, North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price Fix is the most fun I've had, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. Price Fix is really simple to play. I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. So go to pricepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100 Price Picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. If you're looking to get Buckeye news sent right to your phone, text 614-587-7853. You're going to get news, information, updates, and notes sent right to your phone on a daily basis. Even instant thoughts from me, yours truly, during Buckeye football games. There's a two-week trial takes you up through the game and after that if you like to stay it's 4.99 a month three bold predictions don't normally do that on the show but i figured why not change things up just a tad and have a little bit of fun before the second to last regular season game in the 2023 buckeyes football season Bold predictions, one of them has to do with the player we talked about yesterday, and one of them has to do with the player we talked with about today when going through some injuries and some battered Buckeyes. Sonny Styles, Josh Proctor, bold prediction number one is that both players have an interception tomorrow. Proctor getting back on the field, he's been so, so, so close to having multiple interceptions this Year sometimes has not in the right spot, comes down, hits, comes hard. Oh man, hands up! Oh man, now don't do it. I my hands were not ready for the ball. I was like, Get your hands up, and my hands were just looking all kinds of whacked out and messed up. 
But I do think Sonny Styles in this game, especially when he, he's going to be more in that strong safety role, there may be times when he comes up to the line of scrimmage acting like he's going to stop the run and be more of a run stopper, but then he drops back into coverage, goes back, 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 quarterback doesn't see it. Next thing you know, pick by number six. Now, number 41, man, look, it's senior day. It's your last day in the shoe. You want to go out this way. Jordan Hancock's had a pick six this year. Jermaine Matthews Jr.'s had a pick six this year. It's time for number 41 to get in on the mix and get a pick of his own and also to boost his confidence before the game against the Wolverines a week from tomorrow. Bold prediction number one. Josh Proctor and Sonny Styles both have an interception tomorrow during the game. Maybe you say it's not a bold prediction. But to say your strong safety and free and your free safety have a pick in the same game, to me, that's a little bold to say. Another bold prediction. Marvin Harrison Jr. A week ago, he had three touchdowns, one receiving the first touchdown of the game, and he had two, no, excuse me, one rushing the first touchdown of the game, and then two receiving the second and third touchdown. The third touchdown came the first play of the second quarter. And one thing I noticed that didn't really get touched on the broadcast, they didn't run the clock on that play. Now, when the special teams unit came out for the PAT, they moved it down to 1458. But I'm like, hey, y'all definitely didn't move the clock on that play. They quickly realized, hey, two seconds could have been three seconds, could have been four seconds, doesn't matter. It was still the TD by number 18 in the roster. Could be number one in your hearts when it comes to Harrison Jr., route man Marv, three touchdowns a week ago, one rushing, two receiving. I'm saying tomorrow he's getting three receiving touchdowns. And I'm going to go a little bit further. In the first half, now I could say first quarter. I'm going somewhere with this. So I'm not going to go first quarter yet. However, this is realistic. Now, Ryan, they did touch on one of the DBs at um, Minnesota and um, what he does and just highlighting how good of a player he is. So that's a reality. It's not going to be as easy as some may say for Rob Marv tomorrow, but he's had some drops. He's had some times where he's been open, where the ball has not gone his way. Let's also keep this in mind. This is a great time for Marvin Harrison Jr. to inflate those numbers. Why? So he can win the Heisman Trophy. Now, one thing you realize about the Heisman Trophy is that to win it, what do you need? What do you need? You might need some help by some others, but you also need a stage to make a noise on. Think about the last time a receiver, not a Buckeye receiver, no Buckeye receiver has ever won this award, unfortunately. The last time a receiver won the Heisman Trophy, who was it? Devonta Smith. What happened? The number one receiver, and I want to say it was Jalen Waddle, went down in that season. So you already got the stage for Alabama. You had the unfortunate circumstance of the number one receiver going down in that season. Then what happened next? Devonta Smith goes up. Of course, you got Najee Harris. You got Max Jones, a three-headed monster that nobody could stop. Even the Buckeyes and the Natty had no response for what Alabama was doing in that game. What do you get? You find out Devonta Smith went off. I think he actually had 100-plus receptions in a COVID year where there were less games played. Now, Alabama's in the SEC. The SEC, and I want to say the ACC, played more games that year than anybody else. And I say that because I know A&M, Texas A&M, went 9-1 in that season. 
was it nine and one or ten and one? One of the two. Uh, nine and one because I don't believe Jimbo had a double digit win season at Texas A&M before he got booted. Before he got, I mean, he got fired, but he also got paid. You mean to tell me this man got fired and he's getting a seventy-six million dollars uh, coming his way? Now it may not be at one lump sum, maybe over a course of a period of time. But man, let me tell you, you get fired and you getting seventy plus million dollars, buddy. That's a good chunk of change. Yours truly could use that right now. Trust me. If I came home and said, "A hey, wit." I don't normally say her name on here, but there you go. Hey, wit, we got this money. She's like, what money? And I just tell her and show her in the account how much money is there. She might faint. Like, real real talk. No exaggeration. She might faint. But also, she can say, ooh-wee, ooh-wee. We can do a lot of things with that amount of cash. Jimbo Fisher's going to do a lot of things. Or can potentially do a lot of things with that cash. I mean, if he don't want to coach again, I wouldn't be mad at him. Get your bag, sir. He got that bag and got the boot at the same time. Ooh. Oh, man. Man, that's an odd feeling. You get the boot and get the bag after you get the boot. College football, such a weird game, such a weird sport. I only went through three, went two, uh, two bowl predictions. Got the first one, Josh Proctor and Sonny Styles, both getting a pick. Another one. Marvin Harrison Jr. has three receiving touchdowns in the first half. Oh, the stage I was talking about with the Heisman. Man, look, if they get three touchdowns tomorrow and receiving and 150-plus receiving yards, um, that will add to his current season total of 59 receptions and 1,063 receiving yards um, with 12 touchdowns. He could easily have uh, 70 receptions, 1,200-plus, 1250 receiving yards if he goes on the high end. Um, 15 receiving touchdowns going into the game against the Wolverines. Let's just say after that he, go, he ends that game – um, 78 catches, 1,500 receiving yards, 18 receiving touchdowns. It's going to be really hard to say, hey, uh, that man's not going to win the Heisman this year. I know his numbers are there, but he's a receiver. Can't do it. Just being honest there. Last bold prediction, it's senior day. Xavier Johnson is one of those guys that is no longer, this is his last game he's ever eligible to play in the shoe. It is Buckeye career. Xavier Johnson, two touchdowns tomorrow. So five total touchdowns between Harrison Jr., three for receiving touchdowns for Harrison Jr. in the first half, and two touchdowns. It could be one rushing, one receiving. Could be two rushing, no receiving. Could be two receiving, no rushing. Does not matter. But not only is Xavier Johnson a guy who's no longer eligible to play in the in the shoe after tomorrow, He's also wearing that Blocko jersey, and that means something. And I think Ryan Day has a trick up his sleeve to honor X-Man on his last day playing in the shoe. Coming up next, we got word on if Jim Harbaugh would coach in the game next week when the Buckeyes go to Ann Arbor. You might like the news coming up next. It's coming your way about Michigan and Jim Harbaugh here on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by 
Athletic Brewing. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Much like the seniors at Ohio State, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And let's just highlight the four players that no longer have eligibility left to play another game in the shoes. David Johnson, Josh Proctor, Matt Jones, and Tristan Jebbia. Jebbia, the one that's been around the least amount of time, but all four have done a great job, phenomenal job, of representing the Ohio State football team and letting people know by their by the way they play what it means to wear the scarlet and gray. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your order, your first online order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all time. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Locked On Buckeyes is gladly a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Jim Harbaugh was handed a suspension a week ago, literally a week ago today. The team was in the air going to State College for the game between the Penn State and the Lions and the Michigan Wolverines. Harbaugh's in the air. They get the word that Harbaugh would get a sideline ban for the remaining regular season games on the Wolverine schedule, Wolverine season. Everybody's having a couple games left this year, and Jim Harbaugh would not be eligible to play, or excuse me, to coach in the remaining three regular season games that Michigan was going to play. The timing of the suspension was really, really odd. The way it came out was really, really odd. Knowing that it could have come out a day earlier or two days earlier and nothing would have changed, but they decided, and I'm not just backing, I'm not defending Michigan, I'm just saying it was done by the Big Ten to have that come out when they did. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they were doing. Michigan responded by being very quick and saying, oh, we're going to uh, petition for a restraining order. And there was supposed to be a court hearing literally today. But then earlier on Thursday, Thursday afternoon, around 3.20, Ross Dellinger of Yahoo Sports, a phenomenal college football reporter, broke the news and said a statement from Michigan. It states that Jim Harbaugh and the university accepts his three game suspension and the potential hearing, the hearing that that was supposed to, the hearing that was supposed to be today has been called off. Oh, so weird, man. So, so, so weird. I could read a few things here on this press release and this note here um, that came out from Michigan. And I'm going to read it something here in a little bit, but this just keeps getting weirder. What are we doing? Well, what are we doing for Michigan? I got some words for the big kid here in a second. But for Michigan, and this definitely impacts Ohio State, that's coming at you as well. Why in the world, a week ago you said, oh, restraining order, this, 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 a court hearing. We're going to push to respond, push to respond, push to get this thing overturned. And then now you're saying, oh, no, no hearing, accepting the punishment. 
make it make sense. For Ohio State, this is definitely, definitely a benefit for Ohio State. Now, we saw last week Sharon Moore, offensive coordinator at Michigan, um, quickly learned less than 24 hours prior to the game that the Wolverines would battle with the Nittany Lions, that he would be the acting head coach. Now, maybe he knew this was a possibility that, hey, if Harbaugh can't go, you're the acting head coach, but it doesn't hit you the same as it does when you find out, hey, we know we've been talking about this potentially needing to happen, but now that thing that potentially needed to happen is actually happening, and you are going to be the acting head coach tomorrow against Penn State. That's a big, big ask and a big, big statement and a big, big weight on the shoulder of Sharona Moore, which may have gone into him crying. I don't really buy playing the victim. That was odd. Michigan saying, oh, we're playing the victim. That's odd. Y'all got caught cheating. Other schools cheat all around the country. Y'all got caught. I'm not going to sit here and say Ohio State doesn't cheat because I'm not that stupid. I know it's a possibility. Could be reality. But y'all got caught. That's the reality. And when y'all getting caught, and now was, oh, hearing, but now we're going to take that back. Y'all making yourselves look really, really odd right now. Now, also when it comes to this decision, um, the university, Jim Harbaugh, the Big Ten, they resolved their pending litigation. The conference, the Big Ten conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and Jim Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Now, there's some more news here in regards to this. This comes from Nicole Arbach of The Athletics. She also, um, you'll also see her on NBC, uh, NBC College Football Insider. You'll see her on the Big Ten Network, and you will hear her on Sirius XM Radio. She ends up saying the Big Ten is now deferring to the NCAA in its penalty process. This is so odd, man. The story keeps getting weirder. The Big Ten will not impose any additional penalties against Michigan unless the NCAA finds slash proves that one or more of Michigan's countable coaches were involved in a Connor Stallions scheme, a league source told Nicola Arbach. Man, so you're telling me that if they find or prove that one or more Michigan's of uh, Michigan's countable coaches were involved, um, I think there's enough evidence to show you that that is actually reality. Now, now, <laughs> the Big Ten maybe should have done this the entire time. Now, they have the ability to punish Michigan outside of the NCAA but I think they realized they jumped the gun in announcing this pen this punishment in this way. Now, I I've been on record, and I understand due process and all those things, but I really don't feel right for a team to play in a season when they get caught blatantly breaking the rules and when it's come out that they're that they have been doing it for years. I have a hard time saying that team can continue to play when they cheated in that season. And I understand due process. I get it. But, man, what are you going to do? Re reward cheating? Is that what we're doing? Or, or you can cheat all you want to. It's okay. You can still play in the Big Ten Championship game. You can still have a chance to go and represent the Big Ten Conference and the college football playoff or maybe in a, even a New Year's Six Bowl. We know you cheated. But we're not going to punish you yet because do pro man look 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 look. If I get caught cheating, I'm getting in trouble. 
I mean, I I don't like saying things that I did that were wrong back in my past. I'm not really didn't really have a rough life, but I got caught cheating once or twice. And I remember the one time the professor, yeah, it was in college. Uh, professor came to me and my buddy Justin and said, "Um, what's going on?" And I remember the conversation. I felt really, really bad, really, really odd. And he said, hey, yeah, we can't do this. And he immediately handed down a punishment because I got caught cheating. Now, cheating on a test is a whole lot different than cheating in a football game. Cheating on a test is easy to spot and to find. A process to figure out the in, while investigating, figure out who was involved, how long that person was involved, who funded said scheme, and all those things take a little bit more time. However, you can do your whole new process and quickly say, hey, you cheated during this season. You're done. You're absolutely done. I think that's an okay thing to make happen. But the Big Ten Conference says, no, we did this. We got one punishment. We won't do anything else until the NCAA does their investigation. Would it sit right with you if Ohio State got caught cheating and still won the Big Ten Championship game while cheating to get there? I say it that way because there's a good chance Michigan could win the Big Ten Championship game in a year where they cheated and cheating helped them accomplish that goal. This is where we are in this sport with this story. As more news comes out, we'll discuss it here on the show. Thank you for making Locked On Buckeyes your first listen or first watch of every single day. Now is a great time to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the place to go to get all the news and notes and updates going on in and around the world of sports in 20 minutes or less every single day. Locked On Buckeyes and the Locked On Sports Today podcast. They're both a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at jstevens07. You can send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. We are out of here on a Friday. Tomorrow is Buckeye football. Postcast will be back tomorrow at the conclusion of Ohio State's game against Minnesota. I'll see you next time.